Hi there. Welcome to the New Life Live podcast. Steve here. Since 1988, New Life has been transforming lives one life at a time. Now our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's most difficult places. One way that we do this is through the live program that we share with our listeners here on the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to ask our panel of counselors and psychologists, call us at 1-800-229-3000, Monday through Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's go to today's podcast episode. Hi there, welcome to New Life Live. It is Thanksgiving today, and I'm very thankful that I'm not in the studio, <laughs> that this is a tape program. And, but I'm thankful... And I, until then, I was thankful that Sherry, Dr. Sherry Kepper, uh, queen of gobbling, right there, uh, that was Sherry. Anyway, Sherry, good to see you today. Good to see you, too. One of the great treats in my life is my oldest daughter, Madeline, and she's flying in today, and so I'll be nice. with her and the rest of the family. Nice. And... Uh, and here's Dr. Becky Brown. Oh, I'm not a doctor, but you know, I play one you do on play TV. One of them, yeah. and, and she's president of New Life, and we're so grateful for that. Well, but you're talking about family, and there's some people that are dreading oh, they dinner. No, dreading really. it. And it's like, who's coming? And, yeah. you know, Uncle Bill's going to come over and cause grief for everybody or say yeah. something dumb. And they want instant you? rice. They want a TV dinner. They want to be in and out and just get on. And on how, do they, how do they deal with the tricky situations? Yeah. Well, how do they do that? Let me tell you this. Worst thing you can ever do is decide that you're going to resolve some issue yes. on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. It's let it go. I mean, that's my tip is do not engage in the big issues. Mm. Yeah. Well, Politics, and we're religion, all those things. It's true. We are um we're excited. I just want to share a little excitement. My stepson in love, Coleman, he has been married uh, for a couple years, and they are pregnant. Oh, uh, nice. So we're going to be spending Thanksgiving with them, and they're, they've named their little baby-to-be. His name is Caius. We haven't met him yet. He's still Sweet. in her womb baking, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, but that word that Caius means rejoice. So we are mm. rejoicing this Thanksgiving with a new baby to come into the world, and That's I'm going to be a grandma. I have to figure out what to call myself. You know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, the Nina, Mimi, Mama, Gigi, whatever. I have to figure out all that out but i'm just excited to be with them today that's awesome and yeah. and you're right sherry there are there are so many of us that are celebrating the family being together and so we want you know we don't want to dismiss that it's just to your point steve if there are underlying issues that you are thinking i can't wait to see cousin sue or sister whatever you're not going to fix that on Thanksgiving Day and make it a good day for everybody. You want to be the best version of you mm-hmm. when you show up for the family gathering, right? And yes. that may require a walk around the block before you go in the house. Well, <laughs> keep this in mind. You're going to bite into the turkey. Bite your tongue also. <laughs> when, you're, when you're tempted to say something that you know is not going to move this thing forward in a positive way, Bite your tongue. Please do that. Well, and you know, you always talk about the difference between expectations and reality. 
ministries in between. That's right. And so, right. Yeah. So you may be thinking courier knives as you go into the house, right? <laughs> and it may be more, um, what would be an alternative to courier knives? Hell. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes or yeah. something like that. <laughs> no, when, whenever the kids would go ice skating, I, I'd always say, okay, so... Seeing the figure skating on TV, that's what we're going for. And then you get there, and you can't even go fight. Exactly, but exactly. It. All right, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We're thankful for you. And I'm just wondering if you figured out how to carve out a little time and just you and God out in the backyard or somewhere telling the Lord what you're thankful for. Because it is a great day to stop and just look at everything. Bill W. of AA says, I don't care what you tell me about how grateful you are. I want to see what you're doing as a result of your gratitude. Really, really profound. We will be back right after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Here's something to be grateful for is that you could be free of things that you don't want in your life, like guilt, shame, remorse, fear, anger, bitterness, depression. To that end, we have the Emotional Freedom All-Day Seminar Online Convenient Dr. Jackie Mac Harris, Chris Williams, and myself, and we have proof that people have gotten free from a lot of things. And so go online, newlife.com, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. We'd love to have you. Not too early to sign out because you do get the early birdie special when you call us right now. And we do the breakout groups. Yep. It's just like our in-person workshops. It's just online yep. in the convenience of your home. So you're not just listening, but you're doing some work. Really is transformational. One eight hundred New Life. Palm Bay, Florida, is where Tony is calling from. Listens to us online. Tony, hi. How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you guys? Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, thank you. I have a uh, situation that's been going on for over a year. A thirty-four-year-old daughter that uh, she is a medical professional. Uh, she received. She was. She was. She was married. Has three small daughters, and you know, was neglected by her husband, and uh, went into some sort of depression. Met a guy online who's a, who's a crack addict. The man is also a narcissist, and she has tried to get away from him repeatedly over the course of this year. Mm. And it lasts. At first, it started for four days, and she'd run back to him. Um, she also. He also got her hooked on crack and she she went back um, neglected her daughters to the point where she recently tried to get away from him for about three weeks he called her up and she just uh, went and so <clears throat> there's a trauma bond I think that's formed there we've done a little research into this and uh, our family's been devastated by this uh, her daughters uh, they're small uh, uh, they're small daughters and uh, it's just uh, we're beside ourselves for this. We, you know, we we leave it up to the Lord. We're people of faith, and we we have prayed and prayed and rebuked the enemy out of this. Uh, we're just frustrated with this well, entire process, you know. So, so the question for us would be what? 
So the question for you is how how do first of all how do we is uh, is there something that can that we can say or have her do? Uh, I mean she she doesn't want to go to any in-house rehab. She wants to do she's willing to do it. Uh, but how do we how, how do we facilitate her from from um, going to this man and secondly how do when she in, in light of her choices how do we as a family deal with this i mean it's difficult. yeah okay you hold know, on a second so, hold on a second yeah. so what has she said to you about you helping in any way has she said stay out of my life or has she said is there anything you could do where is she in that uh, none of those. What is, What is her thought, or what has she shared with you about anything you might want to do to help? She She knows that this man is not for her, uh-huh. but she doesn't understand why she keeps going back to him. Well, okay, but I'm asking you to tell me yeah. what she yeah. said to you about you helping her. Nothing. She, does, has she said, I don't want you to help? No, she hasn't said that. Okay, good. Because you know what I would do? I would be doing what I could do while I'm asking the Lord to do what I can't do. Wouldn't that be a good combination? So it's not like I'm going to trust God to take care of this, but I'm going to trust God to take care of what I can't influence, and then I'm going to do what maybe could be helpful. At least I'm going to try. So I'm wondering if you think it would be appropriate for you to have a little discussion with the person who is destroying the life of your daughter. Uh, I tried. I tried that. In fact, I led him to the Lord. He went to jail. Um, He came out of jail after being there for 29 days. And uh, this is the type of guy that he rambles and rambles and rambles. And if you don't see things his way, he shuts you down. Well, I would so, absolutely be in his presence to hear the rambling and be shut down as I request that he get out of the life of my daughter. Yes. If that was my daughter, and my yes. daughter's about that age, and somebody was about to drive her off a cliff, I would yes. jump in, I would grab that steering wheel, I'd do whatever I could. Literally, whatever I could. Well, and the yeah. thing is, Tony, you're dealing with people who are addicted. I mean, like, yeah. they're both not of sound mind. And you have cool. uh, these granddaughters that are not in a safe situation. And so if your daughter hasn't shut you down, the next step will be to get help. So it'll be maybe you do an intervention. Maybe you uh, you and your wife probably need to be going to uh, uh, Al-Anon because you've got to be equipped to know this game that goes on when people are not in their right mind. They're both struggling. It, it, I know that sounds very simple pathetic to the problem but um she's not going to be able to do this on her own right she cannot and if you think and and the thing is if you know that which you just said you did you've got to do whatever it takes like if she were hit by a car and we're on the side of the road saying no i got this i'll get to the hospital (laughs) you'd be like 
no, you don't have this. We need to get you to the hospital. That's the mindset you have to get into, Tony. And these girls are depending on the sanity of the people around them to help them because they are struggling with this situation. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the girls are with uh, the the father. So the girls are sheltered, and we don't want. But they around. know. But, but they know their mom is not in their life, and that's right. also traumatic for them. That's, yeah. That is. Sherry, what are your insights here that might might turn this situation around? So Tony, I actually love working with trauma bonded individuals. And you know why I love working with trauma-bonded individuals? Why? Because there is a story behind the story. There's a story behind why they're trauma-bonded. And it can be very confusing to everybody around. It uh, It can lead us, family members, into a feeling of helplessness that defies gravity. Because they get trauma bonded to people that are harming them. And it doesn't make sense why they keep running back. It doesn't even make sense to the one who's running back as to why they're running back. So I feel like with individuals that are trauma bonded, I am having to go deep and wide to excavate the soil under their feet. And so there's some missing pieces for me, Tony, that I'm listening to you and I'm like very curious, but I am wondering what has happened early on in your daughter's in your daughter's life where she felt emotionally abandoned, unseen, unheard fearful that she was going to lose someone. I don't know where her mom is, your wife. Uh, Has there ever been a time in your life early on where you were struggling in your marriage with your wife and where there was a separation? Um, No. Okay, but tell me the story that's there because there's something. People just don't become trauma bonded without some abandonment. So can you let us into that? She actually, um, she actually alluded to a term she used that I had never heard before, and the term of a fawn. Okay. A fawn, and she said, "Look it up, Dad. It's uh, it's when you grow up and you grow up in a, an environment that you're trying to please all the time." Yes. And so I, I as a, as a, and I realized this, of course, uh, after you make the mistakes. I grew up as an angry person. Okay. I disciplined my kids in anger. Okay. And I've apologized for all of that. Okay. Um, but I, at the same time, I was very loving. My love language was touch, and I, I kissed them a lot. I hugged them a lot. I, I, uh, I loved on them a lot. But at the same time, if I got angry, look out, because the belt was coming off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yep. and 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 I disciplined them in anger, which is wrong. You should you should never do that. Um, but then, you know, over time, um, I have have I have seen that perhaps that had something to do with it. I don't know. I've I've I do a lot of introspection, and 
the fact that she told me that, I said, well, maybe I'm the one at fault. But now you're making choices that are harming yourself and your family, your your, your children. Can so I, this is well, something can I ask, that you need to... Sure. Joni, can I ask a question? What happened in the divorce? Did he leave her? Did she leave him? Where? What happened in their divorce? He, the the uh, the 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 husband did not want to divorce her, but because she has incurred this enormous amount of debt, I mean, which is totally unlike her at all. She's incurred enormous amounts of debt, well over a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and but- we persuaded him to go ahead and just divorce her because you cannot assume any of this debt or be associated with this debt. So, so even in that, uh, this is this is probably one of the toughest conversations, and I, I just want to be so loving with you, Tony, because I, I hear your openness of heart, and I love that. We love that. Probably one of the toughest things that a parent will ever have to face is how something that happened early on in their lives, even though they've said, I'm sorry, uh, please forgive me, like, we want it to go away, right? We want it to be cleansed and forgiven, and it is by Jesus. But that left some tracks in your daughter's heart. Her spending is about looking for comfort. Mm-hmm. And so... In a family that uh, someone who's grown up where they feel like they've needed to be perfect and they've been afraid and they haven't felt like in those days when you did love them and kiss them. It's just there were times where she was scared out of her mind and she didn't feel safe or comforted by you. And maybe your wife... Her mom didn't step in, didn't protect her, didn't rattle the cage and say, wait, 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 no, 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 you need to leave. This is not okay. So she may have felt unprotected and unsafe and uncomforted. So she found a drug addict. And you know what drug addicts provide? They provide comfort. They just, they're just who they are. They're messy, sloppy, accepting human beings. And I'm not judging anybody out there who's got a drug addiction. But why are drug addicts attracted to other people that use? Because they sit around and use and accept each other and and they numb out. Well, she's hooked to somebody who's numbing out, who accepts her. It's seductive. Well, I wonder too, Sherry, the, the overspending is another form of, you know, not being in herself. So yeah. that was the predecessor to the drug use. She's got a lot of wounds. She's got healing. wounds. She's got what, wounds. So what could he do? He, they need to go to, he needs to get help. Tony, you need to get help because this is affecting you. Um, and as well as I would maybe even suggest an intervention. She's not going to get help on her own. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, and, and my wife too. My wife is. Uh, we we were both in the same position, and uh, other members of the family are equally as distraught with all of this. Um, we can connect you so, with an interventionist that um, can help your family yeah. get to uh, the next that would step. Be wonderful. Yeah, and, that would be wonderful. But Tony, yeah. I want you to go deep because when your daughter comes back. 
She's not going to need to hear how she could be fixed or what she did wrong or even, you know, it hurt to have you persuade her husband to leave her because of debt. It's like she's mm. been hurting mm. and everybody's trying to fix her, but no one's listening to her scream inside. Yeah. We'll be back right after this. More New Life Live. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Rex, you're really glad you're with us here. Dr. Sherry Keffer, she is the author of Intimate Deception. I'm going to send Tony, take your life back. I hope that that's going to be uh, of value to him and others in his family. And I'll ask all of you, I'd be grateful for here on this Thanksgiving Day, be very grateful if you um, would pray for them. They really do need a lot of prayer. We'll get them connected with our intervention specialist, too, because the whole family, as you mentioned, Sherry, they all need help and healing. That's what happens. Yeah. I want to talk to Richard. Richard, Los Angeles, California. Listen to KKLA. Richard, how are you doing, and how can we help you today? Richard? Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't realize that it would be that quick. Um Thanks for taking my call. First of sure. all, is this uh, Steve? It is. Okay. Well, I just want to say, first of all, congratulations. I was listening yesterday, and uh, you guys are celebrating 35 years. It's uh, thank you. You know, it's uh, it's uh, I've been listening to you guys for for quite a while now, and just uh, want to throw that out there. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, my question is. Um, I have a history of uh, alcoholism, but, you know, I've been sober for over 20 years, by the grace uh-huh. of God. Yeah. Great. And um, um, I had knee surgery probably in 2009. doctor prescribed me some uh, pain medicine. And, uh, you know, long story short, got hooked on the, the pain meds and been off of that opioids for about... Uh, I'd say seven, eight years now, but the doctor prescribed a medication called Suboxone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so um, you're on that now. Now, now I'm trying to get off of it. How do right. I get off of it? Because I've tried before, and the withdrawals are just uh, uh, pretty unbearable. Mm-hmm. They prescribe yeah. medications like. Uh, I uh, forgot the name of it, but it just doesn't work. Uh-huh. Well... And it's causing some major depression and anxiety, and... Um, well, the other... Having, Richard, what else are you doing in this journey? You got group, you got counselor, sponsor, what else are you doing? Um, I'm going to church, and I'm having... I have people that hold me accountable... Um, I'm not going to like NA or anything like that, if that's what you mean. Yeah, that's, you know, one of the challenges when we're trying to get free of addiction, and you obviously have been successful a couple of times, but now you're in this place where the chemical process isn't helping you, and you want to get off of that medicine, but it's just too painful. In recovery, what we learn is the power of that community, the power of the deep healing 
that our use has been covering up. We have wounds inside of us, and, um, you know, we talk about addiction is an intimacy disorder. It's where we have so much pain inside of us that we will use something to cover up that pain because we can't get relief from it. And so what I would encourage you, Richard, is to do some really deep work to find out what has been beneath all of this at the same time trying to find out what the chemical support could be to reduce your use of this other agent um, so that eventually you're going to call us and say, I'm off of all of the things. And I've been in a group and I've got a sponsor and I've done some counseling and all of those things together are really going to get you on to a path of recovery and freedom. Yep. So, Sherry, you have a thought here for him? Well, what do you think about what she just said first? Do you have a thought? Um. It sounds great. Okay, but there's a big but. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big but. Um, You know, how does one go about doing all that? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's, I mean... I, I I have organizational... I have ADD and ADHD and lack of organization. You know, I, I can be told something. It sounds good, but me processing it in my brain and trying to make it happen is, is another thing. It's a, it's a task in itself. So this is the deal. You know what's really amazing about New Life Radio is you're going to get to listen to it all over again. <laughs> you can listen to it ten times because what Becky said was right on. I have worked, Richard, with people like you that are coming off a of Suboxone. I was doing it when I worked at a drug and alcohol rehab center. And they have to titrate means... Titrate means you come down off of it. A psychiatrist has to work with you. Yeah. To um, yeah, I'm dealing with the psychiatrist. Okay. And so he starts titrating, right? And just takes it a little bit away at a time. And then all of a sudden your body and brain begin to respond to that, taking it away. But what Becky said is true. I wouldn't even start titrating with you unless you were in N.A., Right. You know why? Because you're going to have a bunch of feelings. Right. Mm. And those feelings are going to trigger you. And the last thing you want to do is come off a of Suboxone and get back on opioids. And the reason Becky's saying, hey, my friend, do some deeper healing. Just like we invited the other caller. Did you hear Tony? Like there are some issues that need to be addressed, but you can do them one day one step, one week at a time, but you're going to need everything Becky said while you're coming off the Suboxone in order to not go back on an opiate. We'll be back right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope, and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. 
Now let's listen to our counselors as they help people walk through life's hardest places. We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. You know, one thing, no one thing, solves everything. And Suboxone doesn't solve anything, Mm. really, because the withdrawal is just as strong from that. I always heard, started working with alcoholics in 1971, and they'd say, um, if you put 100 alcoholics in a room and they go through withdrawal, every one of them are going to walk out. (laughs) Yeah. You put 100 heroin addicts in a room, every one of them are going to walk out. Mm -hmm. The question is, which one's harder to walk out of? Right. Well, there are medications that make it easier. But if you're not going to do the work once you get out of the room, okay, then you're nowhere. It's mm-hmm. not just, as you were saying, not just stopping. Right. It's starting a brand new life. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not going to start something, and you can't start it on your own, you have to have other people. You have but, to have a group. And like we were talking at the break, too, is people get really focused on the thing. I just need to stop drinking. I just need to stop doing drugs. I need to stop eating, need to stop shopping, whatever the thing is. But what you really need to do is ask, you, ask yourself the question, what happened to me? Where did this start? Right. And, and how do I get healing for those deep wounds that I just want to cover up with other things? Yeah. Speaking of deep wounds, uh, Larry is in the studio. <laughs> and uh, you'll, you'll has, helped a lot, has helped a lot of people. <laughs> With deep wounds. Mm-hmm. And so, Larry, what do you have with us for you, us today? I heard you talking earlier about the workshop coming up on uh, December the 2nd. Uh, yeah. So I just want a quick testimony here. Okay. I realized I've been holding on to more hurt than I have been telling myself. I didn't know the proper word for it at all, but it's unresolved emotion. I was mm-hmm. taking past anger and reacting to those who are close to me. I was nervous about being in a group, but that was the best part of the workshop. Those in my group poured so much into me, and it was beyond fulfilling. Folks, this workshop's what you need. You know, we do one for the the guys and their sexual stuff. We do one for the women who are betrayed their hearts. And uh, this one is for you. And we do one for yeah. married couples. But this is for you that have other issues that you feel left out because we're not addressing you. Well, this is the one. So come to it one day, simple, make a whole difference. You'll become a new person. Yes, and, you know, everybody that supports us allows us to do these things. It's why we're still here 35 years later. And I want to ask you to support somebody that really does need freedom. They got it wrong. There was a misrepresentation of how you get better or a misinterpretation of Scripture that hurt them. You support us, we're going to clarify that with them. We're going to get them on the right path. I'll give you an easy way to do that. If you want to join us by being a financial supporter, all you have to do is text NLM to the number 28950. 28950. Do it every way I can. 28950. It's the way you can give instantly, immediately. And we use that to reach people and to help them finally get rid of that thing that is absolutely 
destroying every part of their life. Anything else, Larry? Just real quickly, this is Thanksgiving. Two of the people I'm most thankful for at New Life are you and Becky sitting there side by side today. You have started and continued something, Steve, all these years. You've given me great opportunity to be a part of it, and I can't tell you the gratitude I have. And I can't tell you the gratitude I have for Becky. Uh, she has she has made my life livable. <laughs> I, might, I might have ruined hers, but it's wonderful. And yeah. she's done a great job. I just want to express those, those uh, expressions of gratitude. Well, thank you for that. And let you. me just tell you, your work here has impacted millions yes. and millions of people, yes. Larry. It's just unbelievable. It has, Larry. And I hope you feel that because a lot of people feel it because their life is different because yes. you have been such a part of 30 years. Well, yeah. you've been here 20. Mm-hmm. I think it's, what is January 1st? Yep. January 1st, 20 years. Wow. Pretty, pretty amazing. Well, and I'm grateful for you too, Larry, you for all that you do for so many. Um, and you've made a difference in my life. Obviously, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Well, and my mom and dad too. But, you know, that's <laughs> exactly. All of that. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. Okay, back to the calls. Okay. Let's go to Jerome, Dallas, Texas, KWRD. Jerome, hi. How are you doing? Uh, real good, real good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, here's, my, here's my situation. I've been married to my wife over 30 years. We have a, a, I have a son by a previous relationship. Uh-huh. She has a daughter by a previous relationship. And then we have a, a son together. They're all adults now. Now, we're around 70 years old, and, and she told me about a year ago that she didn't want to have any more sex. Now, previously, our marriage had been off and on, up and down. Previously, she told me that in college she was raped, et cetera. But now, at about uh, 70 years old, she don't want to have any sex at all. However, I have seen, uh, within the last six months, tampons in the trash can. I'm like, hmm, what is this? What's going on here? And she tells me that whenever there's something wrong medically I need to tell you about, I'll tell you. But anyway, those are the things that's going on. And, you know, as an older man, I still I still like to be intimate um, at times. And, and I don't want to just throw it up right now and forget it all. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Can you well, advise me? Yes, we can. I'm going to take a stab, and then we'll hear from the wimp. But my my thought, Jerome, is that you you have to connect in a different way with her heart. She has to see you desiring her at age 70 in a deeper, richer way than just in a, a sexual way. To me, if we can't communicate true love, compassion, care, desire for the whole person a desire to to help their life be better because we're in it, then it's going to ever, it's just so difficult for them then to want to be physically sexual again. That's my best for you is, and sometimes you even have to just sit down and say, what could I do that would cause you to want to spend more time with me? What would you enjoy if we did it together that maybe we're not doing? And just take the word sex out of the conversation 
for a very long time and see if that isn't a better path. Well, and I'm thinking too, Jerome, this is a communication problem, not a sex problem. But I'm wondering, because as she ages, as a woman ages, her body changes. We actually talk about this at our Intimacy and Marriage Workshop, because a lot of couples don't realize that um, things change when you get older. And so she may be experiencing something that she doesn't know how to talk about, doesn't feel safe to talk about with you. And that's where um, the breakdown, she's just going to say no because she doesn't want to deal with it. So I would say, I love what you just said, though, Steve, is have the conversations about how we can connect as opposed to, like, you know, just about through sex. I mean, it's just there's a lot of ways that you need to be connecting with each other that will maybe ultimately lead to that. Sherry, you have a thought that might help him in the Yeah, I do. Jerome, you know what I hear? I hear I hear fear. Fear. That somehow you're afraid that you may not have sex again. Is that true? That's true. That is true. Yeah. And so when we get really scared because we feel like something is shutting down or closing or a chapter may be ending, we become more desperate and we become less compassionate. What what Becky talked about, and, and I don't know that really it's easy for men to understand this because it's really kind of an anatomy thing. But when hormones begin to change in a woman's body, do you know that pain, sex becomes very painful? I've even had women that have bled by and having sex because their hormones have changed. And they go through the motions, but they're hurting. It's, 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 there's tearing of actually their flesh. And if a husband doesn't realize that they're hurting, maybe even bleeding while they're having sex, and they just want what they want when they want it, you're going to miss her. You're going to miss her heart. You're going to miss her pain. And it's going to feel there's going to be a big disconnect between you two. Because well, Sherry, she's probably afraid too, right? Like I, they're both I imagine fear. she is because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to disappoint him. Right, But when things are changing in your body and you're not able to have conversations, and that's why I think, hang on, we, we would love you to talk to one of our new life therapists together to help you guys figure out what might be a path through this. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back and we love you. We're thankful for you. And we want the best for you. And when the best isn't happening, the only way we can get the best to you is you call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. We have some of the best people ever. I was... A new person came on the scene at New Life. He was sharing today in our devotions that he's overhearing the folks on the phone Mm. say things like, well, here, just let me pray for you. And he's hearing this love and compassion for people that call us. Uh, We've got a great team here. Yeah. 
and you call us, we'll do the best we can to help you. And that number, 1-800-229-3000. Let's go to Shelley. Kent Washington listens on Sirius XM. Hi there. How are you, Shelley? I am doing okay. I'm struggling a bit. Um, I don't know how to deal with my emotion and the hurt feelings that I feel when I hear my 11-month-old granddaughter's name. Okay, let's let's hear what well, what's happening here. What why is that hurtful for you? So I'll tell you. Um my my husband and I've been married almost 4 years. I found out that he was watching pornography and I also found out um I found a picture of his very first girlfriend um naked out on a bed. Uh-huh. And so now, and her name was Janie, mm-hmm. and every time I hear my granddaughter's name, Janie, I my I visualize that picture, mm-hmm. and I wonder, is my husband visualizing that picture? And, you know, um, he's, he's going to, he's went to every man's battle, and he's in a men's group, and, you know, he's taking all the steps, but he doesn't have control over this, and it's going to be in my life forever it doesn't have to be in your life it doesn't have to be in your life forever and that's why i'm really glad you called because there are people that specialize in helping rid you of this traumatic thing Mm -hmm. so that it becomes a thing not something that just devastates you every every time it comes Mm -hmm. up sherry you want to talk about what she could do to not have to be devastated every time. So, Shelley, thanks for uh, sharing. I I have a quick question. When you said that he doesn't have control over this, what do you mean by that? Well, he doesn't have control over the fact that um, my granddaughter named that name. Right. It just... Right. But what he does have control over, he can make choices about pornography, whether he's going to use it or not. He can make choices about that actual photo that you found somehow, right? I mean, you are probably on what I call a truth-seeking mission, trying to figure out what was going on, and that's when you came across the photo, correct? Um, actually, so this... Ha- uh, I found the picture probably two, three years ago. Okay, you were um, already he married. Destroyed it. Okay. Yep, and and he destroyed it, and um, I I wasn't actually seeking. I was getting his lunch uh, stuff out um, that he like the containers out of his backpack, and I saw the picture. Okay, in there, and he destroyed it. That's good. Yeah. So good. what happened? He's doing, he's taking the steps, you know. Good. He, so this is. TV, he changes it when it's something inappropriate. Good. Those are great signs. So what happened at that moment, because he had his ex-girlfriend's naked photo in his backpack that you stumbled yeah. upon, that, that's called discovery trauma. Discovery yeah. trauma. So you have a wound around that picture. And even though he's destroyed it, 
the wound that you have is in you. You're not making mm-hmm. too much out of it. It's not like something you're doing wrong. And what's happened is when you begin to ask him, of course, who is this naked woman in your backpack? He heard. He told you the story. And her name, Jamie, was your little granddaughter born yet? Um, no. Okay. Well, no, no. My granddaughter was not born All when, right. when I discovered the picture. So truth be told, once you found out this was of his ex-girlfriend, guess what? You would have not liked the name Jamie in any girl. But what happened, because of the trauma, but that your granddaughter was named Jamie. And so now yeah. it's, there's these two things that are colliding. Your love for your precious granddaughter and a trauma, a trauma discovery. So that's called coupling. You've coupled the name Jamie with the sexual trauma of the naked photo And that name just happens to now be the name of your granddaughter. So if I was working with you, if I had the privilege of working with you, I would do something called EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And I would process that name and the pain that you had around finding that discovery, that photo, and I would help to desensitize that from your granddaughter. And I want you to know it's possible. Mm-hmm. I do things like this all the time. It's just a form of trauma treatment. And so I want you to stay on the line. I know, you know, Steve and Becky may want to share, but I just want to stay, have you stay on the line so we can get you somebody who does it in your area. You don't have to suffer for the next 20, 30 years with your sweet granddaughter right. and have all these feelings around her name. You can get that desensitized. Yeah. Well, and the other part, too, Sherry, is speak into her own healing if he's doing his work for his porn use and addiction, what can Shelly be doing yeah. to continue her own healing? Right. And and if, if she could go to Restore, that mm-hmm. would help. Doing the work with a counselor and yeah. who does You're not alone, good Shelley. trauma therapy, right. there's great hope for you to be in a much, much better place. So we're going to send you a copy of my book because we're, I know we just have a couple minutes here. Um, yeah. It's called Intimate Deception, Healing the Wound of Sexual Betrayal. And in it, Shelly, it's packed full of steps that you can take in order to heal. I wandered broken for a long time and I don't want that for you. So yeah. we'll send you the book and you will see what I mean. Um, I talk about EMDR in there and many other interventions, but yeah, I wish you well. one more thing. One more thing. We'll scholarship you into our Emotional Freedom Workshop because you called, held on. Uh, It's on December the 2nd, and that's going to help you. And it would help anybody that's struggling with this residual Mm -hmm. pain that is, as Sherry said, coupled with something that comes up all the time. And I'll tell you, I've gone through this kind of trauma treatment for myself because there was a, a word that came up and just kind of like this and it doesn't hurt anymore so i want that for you and i want it for anybody that's listening call us 1-800-NEW-LIFE and say tell me about this this treatment that could literally make my life so much better because i don't have to react every time i hear something or see something now that emotional freedom is coming up december the second you can sign up now and still get I think the early birdie special should be on Thanksgiving since we it is a birdie day. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. Every man's battle, December the one. 
through the two and three. <laughs> it's in Dallas. We'd love for you to be there. And then lose it for life. We do it once a year. It is a way to keep, lose weight, keep weight off, because we never ask you to do something you couldn't do for the rest of your life. And then intimacy and marriage, February 16th. If you could help us, please do call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. And if, if there's any way that we could help you, it's that number. And we really, really do love getting to help people. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you, Becky. And thanks to all of you who listen, watch, and see. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.